Hello and welcome to New England Beer Reviews. My name's TJ Davis alongside my constant compatriot, Emily Schick. How the fuck are you today, Trip Balls? Uh, gr- groovy dude? <laughs> Rad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, right. it's appropriate or something. Yeah, no, it totally works for me. Um, I figure we should probably just get like right into this. Yeah, because I like um, beer, I want beer. Yeah, I've, oh yeah, the, this is episode 74, Trippy Souls. Beer number one today comes to us from Barreled Souls Brew Company out of Saco, Maine. It's called Trippy Souls. Weird, we never do that. It's a sour ale with soursop, orange, mango, and vanilla. Brewed in collaboration with Tripping Animals. In three, two, one, crack. I think Tripping Animals is Doral, Florida. Glug, 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 glug. Yeah, Doral sounds about right. Again, like, the only good things coming out of Florida these days is beer. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, sunshine is cool or something, but... Eh, sunshine's overrated. No, it's not. I feel so here's a stupid PSA to start out with. Um, If anyone else gets their ass kicked by seasonal affective disorder like I do, and for some reason January is usually the worst for me. uh, Seriously, those like light box things help. Like I had one in my closet, finally pulled the fucker out and sat in front of it while watching a movie today. And just like, I don't know, half hour of sitting in front of that thing, I felt way better than I had for days. Awesome. Um, you know, spoilers for our release tomorrow of See It or Screw It, but we watched um, John Dies at the End. If you've yeah. never seen it, read the book. <laughs> yeah, read, read, read the book, and then, and then if you're like, it would be cool to see some of this on the big screen. So yeah, spoilers. Uh, read the fucking book. Yep. And then decide if you want if you if watching the movie is worth it to you, because I enjoy the movie purely because it's like cool. I got to see that on screen. That's awesome. That's it. Yeah, pr- pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty much. Because as a movie by on its own, it doesn't work that well. All right, we don't want to give them too many spoilers, Emily. Shut up. You're not my coal mine supervisor. Uh, but in this scenario, I am. Here, I am your god. Okay, so I'll just blow shit up like Cheryl does. It's fine. All right, cool. (laughs) I mean, as your god, I give you free will. (laughs) You're not Steve Buscemi. You wish you were that cool. Also, this beer is good. Steve Buscemi god. Uh, the first season of Miracle Workers. Oh, yeah. Totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. it was awesome. Yeah. I love Steve Buscemi as God. It was great. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was great. Uh, speaking of great, this beer is pretty great. Yeah, it is. Um, It's funny. I feel like the... F- Fruit flavors are more or less sort of meshing together. All the flavors are meshing together nicely for me. Um, But like 
since I know what the profile of orange and mango and vanilla is much better than soursop, like I can identify that like the bits of the flavor profile that I'm not going, oh, I totally know that are from the soursop. And like it's it's kind of an interesting like extra tart addition to the other flavors. Yeah. I mean, personally, I kind of wish that we got a little more of the tart of the soursop, but it makes sense that like the mango mellows that out a whole lot. Well, despite the fact well, that this mango doesn't look and quite vanilla, but this does even though this doesn't look milkshakey, this is clearly meant to be more of a smoothie style, which is why it's not as sour. Yeah, which makes sense. I don't know. We've yeah. had some like pretty fucking tart four fifty Norths. True, but it depends on what you're using to put in there. Again, true. Like, I'm not sure that soursop is overly sour either. Like, it probably has that sour note to it, but like, mo- I think it's tropical, and most tropical fruits tend to be on the fairly sweet end of things. Okay. That's why I like passion fruits so much. I think it has a bit more balance than a lot of them. Like, don't get me wrong, I can get, get down with some fucking mango, but like, you know, I think that there comes a point where it becomes a bit too sweet. Mm hmm. No, I, I, I can feel you on that. And, like, that's why I'm sort of picky when it comes to, like, my tropical fruits. Like, I don't really care for, you know, like, papaya because I think that's just way too sweet for me. But then I love shit like pineapple and I love coconut, you know. Pineapple's fairly sweet, too. And I think that papaya and pineapple both kind of do it for me because I, while they're both fairly sweet, I also like that weird tingle that you get from things that are, like, enzyme heavy. And both of those are. Um, sorry, I zoned out for a second. What was the second one you said? Was it kiwi? Because like no. pineapple and papaya kiwi, and pineapple, oh, papaya, papaya and pineapple. Huh. Yeah, papaya I didn't has a lot papaya of enzymes. Was enzyme heavy. Yeah, well, they're different enzymes though. Like oh, I think okay. that I think literally like because so for those of you who don't know, pineapples are bromeliads. They are, and I think that the the enzyme is actually called bromelin. Because of their bromeliads. <laughs> hey, bro, I run on bromelin. Yeah, I forget exactly what makes a bromeliad, but I think it's something along the lines of it has, like, leaves that point upward and, like, catch water. Yeah, I was going to say, does wouldn't, like, agave be a bromeliad as well? It might be. I'm not sure. Because, like, they but grow that's more similarly. Yeah. It's not, it's, it's different because I think that bromeliads are more like tropical humidity sort of things. Like it might be designed to also catch like condensation. Well, I mean, that would make sense in a desert environment as well. Yeah, that too. Yeah. I mean, it's why palm what, trees what, grow what the way condensation? they What condensation? Yeah. Well, you know, night. Oh, <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm fairly certain that like agave would fit into that family, whatever mezcal comes from. I mean, you can look it up if you like, or That's if what you'd I'm doing. rather, you can look at Untapped and introduce the first beer for us to talk about. <laughs> well, while you look that up, the uh, first beer. Yeah. Hmm? Okay. Bromelia. Bromeliaceae are a family of flowering plants native mainly to the tropical Americas. Uh, do you want to tell me what kind? I don't know. Oh, there's like, uh, 
a bunch of names I don't recognize. But I've totally seen some of these in, like, gardens and shit. Yeah, they make, like, pointy, spiky, yuppie flower things. Mm -hmm. Oh, the pineapple grows in the middle of a flower. Forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> like, pineapples growing are really weird to look at. <laughs> yeah, I've seen them growing in the wild, and I kind of forgot what they look like, but they're weird as fuck. <laughs> yeah. But, like it's many like things in South America, you're like, why? Why you it, exist? It grows up out of the center of it. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> At Nature the end is of a stalk. Weird. <laughs> it, it, when, it's when the fruit is removed, it's removed from the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Nature's <laughs> it's weird, fucking man. weird. <laughs> yeah, it real cool. All right. So, yes. hey, this is fucking doing the yeah, beer reviews. Beer. We, we talk about some beers. Beer, 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 beer. Yeah, shut um, up. I had, I did I'm gonna introduce. Tracks. I'm. I'm gonna introduce a beer that Emily had. It was Fruit Bomb. Um, said that way because it had uh, umlauts. umlauts. Uh, it's a spyglass fruited sour with raspberry, blueberry, tangerine, peach, and Madagascar, Madagascar vanilla beans. Madagascar. <laughs> yes. Me speak English good. Emily, I didn't have this beer. You had this beer. What did you think? It was pretty good. Um, definitely would not classify this one as a smoothie-style sour, much more traditional, so therefore much more okay. actually sour. Um, for those of you who like that sort of thing, it's really well done. Honestly, it's probably one of the better blue raspberry sours I've had. Because um, blue raspberry, they tend to, like, uh, I don't know, either try to make it way too sweet or they, like, don't put enough in or, like, I don't know. It just doesn't always... It it I find myself disappointed much of the time. This was pretty decent. I gave it a four point two five. Nice. That's I mean four point two five. That ain't bad. It's nothing to yeah. shake a stick at. I mean, you can do better spyglass. I've I've had you do better, but like still four point two five. That ain't bad. But moving on to another spyglass sour that TJ actually did have at some point later. Oh man, uh, is Beach Day. Beach Day is a smoothie-style sour, even though they don't say it in here. It has pineapples, coconuts, tart cherries, passion fruit, vanilla, and nutmeg from the Spice Islands. Yeah, this one's really good. Like, yeah. really fucking good. And, like, oh, my God. Like, if you, like, I don't know that we poured it out, but, like, if you look at it poured out, it's, like, good Lord, it's opaque. <laughs> nice. It's like, it's like you mixed, like, milk in or something like it's so opaque it's really like it's it's very very smoothie style and very 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 good 4.75 from me nice oh and on to one that i didn't have um oh wow it's another spyglass this one's a new england ipa uh state machine ddh with citra indeed so what'd you think I dug this one. I free so State Machine, if I recall correctly, is a one of their standard IPAs, and they make like different versions of it. So Citra, I think. I think what they do is they'll. I think there's multiple hops in it, but they take one of the hops and then double dry hop it with it. Um, I mean, this was this is an easy fucking call for me. Citra is a really amazing hop when done 
correctly, and they really did do it correctly here. So, oh hell 4. yeah, one point five for me. Their fucking IPAs are awesome. Their fucking everything is awesome, and uh, they open. They so their their new location is actually open as of the time of us of this airing. So if you are listening and you're in the area, you can go check them out. They're now at I fucking forget the address. Go look on their social media. It's like Industrial Way or something. Uh no, Spit it's like it's off of Spitbrook Road. Anyway. Uh and I think they're doing a grand opening like maybe Sunday the 29th or something. I can't remember exactly, but All right, red. That actually sounds super exciting. <laughs> yeah. So, next up, I had, I can't remember where the fuck was I. Oh, I think I had this at um, All-Star Sandwich Bar Oh, in Inman Square. Yeah, I feel well, like that should have, like, especially there, they should have had something better on tap. They don't have Long. great stuff on tap, generally, these days. Um. Or kind of ever. It's sort of whatever whoever's buying it decides to buy. And yeah, I don't know. Maybe that maybe the person who had better taste left because of COVID or something. Oh, that's entirely plausible. Didn't think about um, it. Or maybe so, the person who was doing their beer buying also used to work at a fucking, what's it called, that used to oops. be next door. Yeah. Bukowski's. Yeah. yeah. R.A.P. The good Bukowski's, the bad one, the the less good one is still there. It's not a bad, it's not bad. It's just like, it's not as good. It's not as good, partially because like the menu at the uh, the Inman Square one was just phenomenal. So, mm-hmm. um, so, so it was the Samuel Adams chocolate box. Yeah, which I too have had before, and it was, yeah. I like I hadn't had this in years, but I was like, oh, I've clearly I've never checked this in. I might as fuck might as well. Um it's uh so it's a Bach. It's a dark beer with chocolate added. Okay, fine, sure. Um I guess the way I would describe the experience of drinking it is that like it's actually when it's really cold just out of the fridge it's actually reasonably pleasant. Like the cocoa flavor is very subtle and like the Bach flavor is um, balanced. Okay. Like it's just, it's, it's okay. But as it warms up, it gets worse. Like the, the multi, the syrupy maltiness comes through and the chocolate makes it taste like, Oh, it's like overly sweet Hershey's chocolate. Uh no, I would describe it more like you're drinking a a weird malty Tootsie Pop. Ew. Yeah, well, I'm like glad it, that like I've it has ever... that like weird mm, chocolate flavor that like a Tootsie Pop or like YooHoo does. Like not, it doesn't really oh, taste yeah. quite like chocolate. Well, I mean that's why I also say like Hershey because Hershey doesn't really taste like chocolate either. Hershey tastes more like chocolate than that shit does. Hershey syrup. Still. Yeah, because uh, I know I've had that years ago, but I've only had it bottled. I've never had it on tap. 
So it's not better. Oh, it's definitely not better. It's just I can usually knock it back a little bit faster from a twelve ounce bottle than from a sixteen ounce pint pour. Yeah. Definitely not better. Yeah, definitely so. not better. Wow. Gave that one a three point two five. Felt felt pretty <laughs> generous that day, I guess. Um next up, we had a collaboration between Equilibrium from New York and Jay Wakefield of Florida. It was called Moon of Vega Batch 2. Um, I'm guessing that this is like a, a series that they're trying to do that like the artwork is based on Spaceballs, which yeah. rad. Because um, there is this... a Moon of Vega Part 1, Batch 1, and it has different art. Oh, does batch one just have different art or different hops? It's di- it's a it, yeah, it's different hops as well. Oh, okay, yeah. I mean, I would imagine because this is you know whirlpooled with Citra, dry hop with Citra and Citra Lupamax, and then conditioned on Madagascar vanilla and a yeah, touch it's of a, lactose. It's like a it's it's like a giant punch to the face with Citra with some uh, vanilla and lactose. Yeah, I mean. I liked it. I didn't love I it, but it I definitely too. liked it. <laughs> Same. I mean, 4.25 is nothing to sneeze at. Oh, hell no. That's what I gave it anyway. Well, that's you what I gave it too. Bother... You did, know me. You... I usually check in what you check into. Yeah, I know. Because you're the laziest. Yes. You want me to do two things? Drink a beer and check it in? Ugh. Well, also most of our tastes overlap, so... Mostly. We definitely disagree Mostly. on some stuff. All right. So we then moved on to two sizable ABV stouts that I bought because New Year's, you know. Um, the first one I have checked in is the... Faston Maples Imperial Stout, aged in Mad River Distillers Rum Barrels from 2022, from Lawson's Finest Liquids, which is out of Waitsfield, Vermont. Uh, this fucker is uh, literally just a Maple Imperial Stout aged in rum barrels. It says what it is. Yeah, um, it, it says what it is on the tin. <laughs> yes, and well, the barrel, it is the bottle, the can. Uh, it is a ten point five percent ABV. Um, gave this one a four point two five. I think that it did actually earn that. I think that it was reasonably tasty. My big thing is that that knocked some of some partial points off is the fact that as a Basically, I've discovered for myself, at least, that anything, any beer that's aged in rum barrels as it warms up starts to taste like it gets that cloying sweetness that you can get out of rum drinks. Yeah, uh, like it picks up. It's less wood and more just sugar. sugar. And like, it's not, not, even sugar, not like in a pleasant syrup. way. Yeah. yeah, it's not in a pleasant way. And it probably didn't help that this was also, you know, a maple imperial stout. Because yeah, then it's just going you're... to taste like even more fucking sweet. Like, yeah. in idea, I feel like rum barrel should work. But I think we even talked about this when we were drinking this of like, in theory, rum barrels should work. But I don't think I've 
ever had a good beer aged in a rum barrel. I agree. It's, it's a, honestly, it's just, it's not a thing that generally works for me. I like, I mean, rum extract is worse. Cough, yeah. cough, 450 North, cough, cough. Never do yeah. that again, please. Yeah. Um, but, <laughs> but like the only rum thing you can think of just don't work for me. The only I've thing I can think of that I like from a rum barrel was uh, Caribbean cask. Yeah, Caribbean cask. Can't even remember who Belveni. fucking made that. Huh? Belveni. Belveni. Belveni Caribbean cask, I believe, is a twelve-year Scotch that is a uh, uh, no fourteen. Fourteen? Okay, yeah. it's a fourteen-year. Uh, and it is a single fuck, malt Highland. Single malt Highland. Okay. Yeah. So that works. I mean, scotch you can put in most barrels and have it work. And actually, scotch, I think, works best in sweet barrels. Mm-hmm. Although I will say that rum's not my favorite of that category. Give me Sautern or something like that over rum any day. Travel through time and give me Alanta again. <laughs> Dude, the Amarone cask from the Aaron is my jam. I've got to tell you. Oh. I mean, I fucking love that like you know 19 year aged on virgin oak cast from the mark twain forest like yeah that i think is still the greatest thing i've ever drunk yeah virgin oak is a very different thing though like i do i like stuff in virgin oak but it's it's definitely a different thing than aged in other alcohol barrels yeah i mean of the other alcohol barrels it's uh for me, it's the Nectar d'Or, the Sauternes cask. Yeah. yeah, which is why you'd also like stuff like... Because I've had other things that are aged in Sauternes casks. Actually, the, the Aaron makes a Sauternes cask. Oh, I just think right. the Amarone has a bit more complexity to it. It's kind of a, a similar, like, desserty wine kind of thing. But it's a little bit different. But I've had the, the Sauternes cask Aaron malt is worth the extra money you pay over the nectar door especially now that the price on nectar door has gone up uh, i didn't realize that the price on nectar door has gone up yeah i remember how that and la santa and kinder ruben were all the same price for a long time they aren't anymore oh weird mm-hmm. i mean i also remember being able to find like good cheap scotch and now like all the actual scotch is like you're looking at least like all the non-shit single malt stuff you're looking at least like 40 to 50 bucks Whereas, like, there was stuff that we used to get. Yeah, I know. Most of it's really bad now, and Tomatin has changed how they do it, like like the guy said. Tomatin used to be awesomely cheap. Uh, Like, even Cragenmore used to be awesomely cheap and a really solid scotch. Follow the rules. At least 12 years and uh, single barrel. Yeah. Well, the Tomatin was never, the, the cheap Tomatin wasn't 12, it was like 10. But whatever. Yeah, that's why I went yeah. for like the next step up. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, in terms of 12, yeah, if you're looking for 12 strictly, then that's you're, you're looking at 40 to 50 minimum, probably. But yeah, um, uh, in terms of cheaper than that, but still extremely good, uh, the Airstone Sea Cask, and I stand by that. All right. Um, anyway, beer. Yeah, beer's beer. the other, uh, beer's the thing. We do, we do things with beer and stuff. Yes. Right? Um, I can't remember what the BA in this stands for, but it barrel was. Aged. Oh, okay. It's a peanut butter and marshmallow barrel aged framing hammer from Jack's Abbey, ringing in at a whopping twelve percent. Um, 
was fucking incredible. Yeah, honestly, man, like I was sort of shocked at like I might have undershot the, was that. Was it on the was it on the boozy side? Most definitely. Was it not that boozy? Well, was it like offensively boozy, or did it mix well with the rest of the flavors of it? No, it mixed. It mixed really in well really with well with the rest of the flavors of it. Like yeah. I wish that they had used real peanut butter instead of peanut butter powder, but like I feel like I say that you I feel like I say can. that every time. When you it do, comes but to there's, peanut butter. it's just not practical. Yeah, I mean, we've it had, doesn't work I think, way. one beer that used real peanut butter instead of peanut butter powder. And it's no, and the, I don't think they ever made that beer again because it was a massive pain in the ass on every front in every possible way. Oh, yeah, well, because that's something that specifically must be kept cold or else it will rot. Yeah. Uh, also, oil and water don't mix too good. That's why it's better when you use peanut butter powder, which is uh, removing some of the oil and or at least pulverizing it. Freeze drying well, it and pulverizing yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, peanut butter powder is freeze dried peanuts pulverized. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, but you're getting, uh, I would assume that the oil is easier to, is more miscible with the with aqueous solutions when it is in that form. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, this was really fucking tasty, I thought. Um, it's definitely not something that you can sit down and even drink like one of yourself. Like you, you can, but you might be kind of rocked. Um, it, it's something that I would recommend sharing with friends. I'm sure yeah, I drank but... most of it when we drank it, but like. No, I, I think I helped quite a bit with that one because that one was really fucking good. I think I gave you most of the other one. Oh, um, yeah. But, like, I will say I'm not always big, real big on Jack's Abbey or Springdale, frankly. But the one thing that they consistently do extremely well is the barrel-aged Framing Hammer series that they come out with for, like, basic, basically around holiday time every year. Um of the releases this year, this was not a repeat of one I've had, and of the ones that I hadn't had, this was the one that intrigued me the most and had the highest rating. Which is like, kind I think, of weird, because you would think that being from the same state as the home of fluff, that like peanut butter marshmallow would have been a thing that you would have done earlier. Um, I... Mm. I mean, they've done, they've, but uh, like, I don't know. They're just sort of rotating through stuff. You would think that, I guess. But I mean, they have ton done PB and J. Oh, yeah. Well, they've done a couple of different PB and Js. Yeah. They're really good, though. Those are really good. Like, mm -hmm. I think that, that I will say Jack's Abbey definitely seems to handle peanut butter better than some places do. Yeah, I would agree with that. And actually, I would go so far as to say that they've gotten better over time with it, too. I agree. But like other places, <clears throat> Night Shift seem to lack on their flavors as time goes on whereas like this the, the framing hammer series i think must be like somebody's baby there it has to be because like the quality has actually i think improved with that over the years instead mm -hmm. of declined like so I many agree. other more commercialized microbreweries do yep but yeah if you like big ass stouts Check it out. <laughs> I like big butts and I cannot lie. Yes. I enjoy an ample posterior and fabrications of truth are no possibility of me. 
Yeah. All right. So, next up is not even from this country, let alone in New England. Yeah. <laughs> it is the chocolate mint stout aged in Kentucky bourbon barrels from Guinness Open Gate Brewery. So, this is a fucking 10.8 from Guinness, which is pretty far away from, you know, a standard Guinness. For them, that's um, kind of huge. It is huge. So, they use dried mint in the whirlpool in pure liquid cacao post-barrel, which blends with the oak, vanilla, and bourbon characteristics found in our bourbon casks. I, I had this a couple of times. Um, I... Liked it a little bit better the first time, and the second time I was getting way too much booziness off of the barrel. Um, I'd agree with that. I, I think that the booziness is a little excessive, personally, um, and I would like to see both the mint and the chocolate come through stronger. It's not bad, but I don't know that I would rush out to buy it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I would probably agree with that. I I'm not really sure and what the it, price point on it was. I mean, and if booziness in a stout doesn't offend you as much as it does me, then, like, maybe you'd like this way better than I did. I mean, I didn't hate it. I gave it a four, but... Oh, I drank it as well. You got a four-pack of it, dude. Mm -hmm. I think I drank three of them. Um, yeah, I think you did. Yeah. I like, I like this slightly more than you. I... Mm -hmm. I don't know how they do the chocolate different. Like I would say, like do the chocolate in the in the barrel, but then you're left with chocolatey barrel, and they probably didn't really want that because like the chocolate just again like similar to uh, similar to that like fucking Sam Adams chocolate box, like it just it was better than the chocolate box, but like. That's not really a high bar. Yeah, that's not a high bar. You know, I, mean, I, I, I like the that... mint in it. I think the mint worked really well in it. Um, I would have liked it to be a little bit stronger personally, but not not like a shitload. Yeah, I mean, maybe a little bit stronger, but yeah, I think that a little stronger much. would also have balanced out the booziness a little better because you get you're kind of balancing that like syrupy heaviness with like that light, fresh flavor from the mint. Well, and that's why I think that you would have wanted to put the chocolate into the fermentation period because it would have helped to eat more of that sugar. No, it would have. Well, oh, it would have made it more as boozy. long as it's as long as it's completely unsweetened. It wouldn't it wouldn't have contributed to the booziness, but it probably doesn't substantially change the flavor. Mm. All right. I don't know. I don't I yeah. don't really know. But like if you if you put chocolate in that actually has sugar in it, then, yeah, you're just providing more food for the yeast yeah so like you increase the booziness again i thought it was all right it, it's not something that i would ever buy again and again i don't know what the price point on it was I don't but I, i'm guessing it was around like 20 bucks no nah, i think it was less than that oh okay and still it was it's still fucking guinness man come on yeah and it wasn't even nitro like, no. Maybe it would have been better nitro. Maybe. But yeah. I don't know, can you nitro something? You you should be able to nitro something that's that high EBV. I don't know if you can nitro it with a widget though. 
Oh, I don't think you can nitro it with a widget. I think that if you try to nitro that with a widget, you just end up with like exploding beer. I was going to say an expensive paperweight inside. Yeah. <laughs> Not even paperweight. It's just full of nitrogen. Um, an expensive... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't have a good joke there. Damn it, Emily. Didn't I tell you to be prepared? All right. Well, that actually works out really well, I think. Uh, as both of us are out of our beers, I think it might be commercial break time, which you know what that means, folks. It is cigarette time, but we're going to throw some random bullshit at you. In the words of Moon Knight, random bullshit. Um. Hey, Zoom. Fuck you. It's been a while. Fuck you, Zoom. Yeah. Fuck you, Zoom. Um. Shit. I don't. I don't know if I really got a pro ad. Um, uh, I mean, I kind of gave a pro ad for. If you haven't, if you didn't know that Spyglass's new location is opening this week, it is very worth going there. I would like to go soon myself and check it out. Um, and in case those of you who don't know, uh, Treehouse in Tewksbury has been open for a while for draft wars. They are not open in the old Tumac Tavern yet, but they are open in an auxiliary building and have a tent. And it's real good. The staff's real nice. Right. I mean, Checking it's also out. great for Treehouse to finally have a fucking place that I can sit down and get a beer at. I mean, it's you have the same limitations that you do in Charlton. And Charlton's had that for years now, dude. Oh, you can only have two? Mm-hmm. Oh. It might change on weekends, but yeah, draft is still limited, or drinks are still limited to, uh, I think it's two per person. Oh, I mean. So, like, I think that my dad and I were only able to get four total. That's fucking lame. It's um, just how Treehouse does their shit. I don't know why. I I think it's, they used, I know they used to do it because of limited quantities. Oh, are, well, here's here's the question. Are they planning on doing food service at Tewksbury? That's the that's a question that none of us have answered, and a court and we tried talking to someone who worked there, and they basically were like, "We don't know." Oh, that's fucking lame. Yeah, I mean, like, especially if they're planning on doing because, like, it, it sounded like you said that they took over a defunct tavern. Yeah, so it's a tavern that, that a used kitchen. to be attached to a golf course slash country club. Okay. Yes, it definitely has a kitchen. I've eaten dinner at that place. Yeah, so... Uh, it, it's like, why would you scrap... Uh, my assumption is that, like, they just aren't... They're being very tight-lipped about it, but they are... Like, why would you Why would you take over a place that has a fucking kitchen if you're not intending to use it? Also, I, mean, I don't know that, like... I, I So I know Charlton doesn't have food. I don't know that Sandwich doesn't. I mean, does sandwich only do two pours? I'm never in sandwich. Know. <laughs> you know, why the I fuck am know. I in sandwich? <laughs> why would I go to the Cape ever, man? Yeah. <laughs> fuck the Cape. Like, it's either there's nothing to do or there's 800 million people who want to do everything that you're doing because they're all on the fucking Cape at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> it sucks no much. matter what. <laughs> also, um, getting there just sucks if you drive, especially. So, 
So yeah, I guess uh, anti ad. Fuck you, the Fuck cape. The cape. <laughs> yeah, Cape Cod. Cape Ann's cool. Go to Cape Ann. Cape Ann's way better, and it sucks less. Well, I mean, I feel it's like North smaller. Shore generally sucks less, depending on where you are. Yep. But I mean, yeah. we have technically two capes, and one of them is smaller but far superior. Uh, is Cape Ann not actually attached to the state because Cape Cod is technically an island? Uh, or no, Cape was Cape Ann... Cod was Cape Cod made an island? Cape Cod was made an island with a channel, I believe. Okay, and so was Cape Ann, I think. Oh, okay. Cape might have been a natural island, but Cape, I, I, it also might be a channel. I'm not really sure. No, I feel like that must be a channel that goes underneath the Bourne. That doesn't feel natural made. Yeah. Um. All right. No, fuck the Cape. Yeah, fuck the Cape. <laughs> um, I don't know. Any more ads? I don't think so. Nah. We're going to go smoke. All right. Boy, that was a great cigarette break, huh? I enjoyed it, at least. Um. All right. Well, let's get on to beer number two. Beer number two today comes to us from Treehouse Brewing Company. Oh, weird. I feel like we were just talking about them. Right? It is called Land of the Long White Cloud. Uh, it is a double IPA ringing at 8.4%. 8. Um, uh, it looks like it's a new hop called Peacherine from huh. Freestyle Hops in New Zealand. Interesting. All right, cool. Well, I'm excited to crack this, and I hope that it's uh, still good. I mean, it was canned like... Can less than a month ago. It should still be yeah. good. Like that, their stuff, their IPAs don't go bad that fast. Usually, usually, usually. All right, three, two, one, crack. I love that I brace myself fine. for spray for face spray. Glug, 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 glug. I say again. Well, I, I like that this mic can actually, like, pick that up. My, my previous one wasn't really good at that. Yeah. Yeah, upgrading equipment. Woo! I like this. I like this. I don't love it, but I definitely like it. Yeah. And this this it's new a bit hop is milder. Yeah. This new hop is interesting though. Got a little depth to it. Yeah. Nice and mild. I mean, I would rather you go too mild than too bitter, so mm -hmm. for this style. And I don't think it calls itself a New England IPA, but like it looks juicy like a New England IPA. It is a New England IPA. Okay unequivocally like you just got to look at it also i don't know that they make ipas that aren't yeah i'm not really sure that they or do. pales frankly i don't know are even their pales like opaque like this not as opaque but relatively speaking yes okay well that's cool yeah, um, new england pales are can be really good all right. Um, well, we are on to our pop culture portion of the show. 
uh fucking i don't even know um oh so me and dan watched through uh uh, Junji Ito's Tales in the Cob, as it says on Netflix. Technically, it's Junji Ito's Maniac, as the original title was. But, you know, mm. stupid Americans. I don't know. Actually, I think that um, Netflix already has a different show called Maniac or had a different show called Maniac. Ah, uh, that would explain that. Yeah. Um, Man. I found it super disappointing because I was so stoked for this. Like, I, I don't know how familiar with like Ito's artwork that you are, but like, not terribly. He does a lot of really rad looking, disturbing imagery that often involves like hair and eyes and spirals. Hmm. Yeah, like his art is really fucking cool. If you're not familiar with him, I highly recommend anybody listening to this who likes, you know, darker shit to like check him out. Like a large part of his problem, though, is his storytelling because operating as like I, I can't remember correctly, but I'm fairly certain that it was like four page mangas that he was doing. So it would be like sort of half of an idea, mostly filled out with imagery. Gotcha. And like you get a lot of his imagery throughout the series, but none of the writers tried to flesh out any of his ideas much. I mean, uh, like Dan was saying on the other show or yeah, on the other show, um, you know, the, the one that stuck with me the most as well is called Headless or head balloons or whatever the fuck it's called but like that's one that if you watch it it's probably gonna stick with you yeah um but like the majority of the rest of it it just sort of felt like a letdown because instead of like taking his ideas and trying to create a full story out of it they seem to have stuck a little too close to his source material and his source material, like, he's good at imagery. He's not good at storytelling. You know? And then that's why, like, most of the time when you're watching it, you're just sort of feeling like, huh, I feel like you have good half of an idea in there. But, like, I wish I want to see more. Give me something more than just your half of an idea. <clears throat> Bam. Mm -hmm. Nice. Very, very nice. But again, it's only like fucking 12 episodes. It's, you know, 24 minute format on them. Uh, usually the weaker ones are the ones that have, you know, two stories in them because it doesn't really have time to flesh out either of them. Like the half hour ones I've found were like a little bit better, but not all the time. Okay, that makes sense. But some of the short ones were really good, too. It's just like, again, watching it, it's like, give me more of this story. Right. Yeah. Sometimes, like, you just, it's like, this would have been so much better if you just included, like, a couple of extra minutes or a couple of extra details or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. it's like, I under, I appreciate 
your desire for brevity. Those of us who don't like, especially those of us who are smokers, would prefer that you not make a three-hour movie. Yes. Don't cut stuff that's actually important. Yes. Or if you're going to make a three-hour movie, make a three-hour movie that doesn't feel like a three-hour movie. Exactly. Like I'm looking at you, Endgame. Is... <laughs> yeah. No. Like I, I. Like I. It's very rare for me to sit in a theater for that long and not even think about smoking. Yeah. No, I think that the first time we saw that, the only thing. Oh, I might have gone to go pee twice, but. Like. It was all right. I am rushing to the bathroom, and I am rushing right the fuck back because I don't want to miss anything. Well, I want to miss as yeah. little as possible, but. My bladder dictates my movement. What's up, regular size man? <laughs> Watch out, Rody. There's an idiot in the landing zone. <laughs> Are they doing a Rody TV show? Um, it's sort of up in the air at the moment. They're definitely okay. doing something with Rody. It's going to be Armor Wars. Whether or not it's a TV show or they or a movie or, or a movie is up in the air at the moment. It was originally it. announced as being a TV show, but there bet there there's been a lot of word going around that it's going to be changed into a movie. Gotcha. Okay. Which honestly, I'd be fine with. Like, absolutely. The TV show sort Channel. of the TV shows sort of miss more than they hit for me. Generally speaking, yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is they all, none of them are abjectly bad where that I would, if you're a Marvel fan, I would steer you away from them entirely. No, none um, of them are object, objectively bad. Like, there are elements. enjoyable stuff about them, but like yeah, they there, all could have been Yeah, there's enjoyable elements better. in all of them. But like, um, <sighs> I think the one most worth watching would be What If. She-Hulk. Oh, well, What If too, but She-Hulk would, her live action. Um. Yeah, she, probably She-Hulk for live action. Then probably WandaVision. Yeah, even though the ending is kind of disappointing. Night. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, honestly, I, again, uh, I think I really Hawkeye like stuck Marvel. the landing better. I really like really Hawkeye. Like Marvel. But like, I, I didn't, I didn't dislike any of them. I. That's how I feel too. Um, I. I mean, I, prob- I, honestly, like, probably honestly, the weakest was like Falcon and Winter Soldier. It was, and I still bad. had fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Zemo definitely helped that one. And, like, the way... The 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 the, the two actor, two main actors are just so delightful with that, like, old married couple energy. I love that. I love that. Like, it's like, you can... You give me enough of those moments, I'll fucking, like, gloss over a whole <laughs> bunch of bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I still think that, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier probably could have been two episodes less. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to fix Miss Marvel, which disappoints me because I really like Miss Marvel. But like, I don't know. I think the whole time travel subplot thing was unnecessary. So, um... again, that could have been like two episodes less. I, again, the thing is, is not being a comic book She-Hulk. reader, I don't know if that's a storyline that was taken from the comics that they were trying to stay true to. I don't know. I really don't know. Honestly, it felt more like they didn't know if she was supposed to be a mutant, even though it's highly uh, 
implied that like she is a mutant because you know there's that whole scene where her friend is like you have some sort of mutation and then you hear that yeah in the background Mm -hmm. and that that's supposed to give a heavy implication that she is a mutant but since we don't have mutants yet they can't do that so they sort of implied that she's well because her original origin story is she's an inhuman but inhumans only really started being pushed hard by marvel comics like i'm talking about comics right now uh inhumans only started being pushed hard in marvel comics because of fox's control of x-men yes and since that's no longer there then we can do mutants again it's the same thing with why um marvel comics killed off the fantastic four for a while Mm. because you know outside of print media um 20th century fox had total control of the fantastic four and that's why they started pushing like avengers and um inhumans a whole Mm -hmm. lot more in the comics yeah that would make sense again it's almost like big corporations suck and shouldn't exist but you know (laughs) that's not the way we're going with this episode i'm trying to be good i'll just leave that there i mean oh man like i hate that that fucking disney owns like the majority of marvel but there's a part of me that like geeks out at the idea that disney owns the majority of marvel and i can see all these characters like interacting with each other in live action i agree with you um my biggest complaint is that um the majority of phase four has felt sort of lackluster compared to the other phases in a lot Which, of ways. Like, I wonder, I, I sort of wonder if it's, like, actually feeling lackluster or if we just sort of got an oversaturation of media in Phase 4. And, like, no, instead, I... of focus, well, instead of focusing on, like, making good movies, they started spreading themselves thinner and thinner by spreading into the shows as well. And then that's why, like, yeah. so many of the movies in Phase 4 felt like a disappointment. But, like, Phase yeah. 4 also had some of my favorites. Like... It's yeah. not a good movie, but I love Multiverse of Madness. Uh, that, I, I have such a problem with how they handled Black. Oh, I, I hate how what they did to Wanda, Red, especially Scarlet after Wanda. Like, after awful. I, like I hate what they did to Wanda after WandaVision. Like I know that's that's the biggest that, thing about Phase Four that pisses me off, honestly. But I love Sam Raimi and I love his direction, and it really oh worked, I know it really works well for me in that movie. It works well as a Sam Raimi movie more so than it works as a Marvel movie. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, but like Black Widow, Black Widow, I think would have been great if it came out before Endgame. Uh, Black Widow would have been. I mean, better, honestly, Black Widow should have come. Yeah, no, Black Widow should have come out in between Infinity War and Endgame. And then yeah. I think that it would have been better, much more enjoy. Like, I think that I would have been able to enjoy it more than I did. I agree. I don't think it's terrible. Most of my issues it's with it are with great, the, like the visual effects, honestly. Um, because like yeah, like that's where Marvel really started showing their seams for me. Um, honestly, I think that part most of my oh, problems. Oh, forget with... about Loki. Loki was good. Uh, again, Loki suffers from the same problem that I've had with the majority of Phase Four is like. It's not even always that, like, the whole thing 
of whatever show or movie is, uh, you know, that week. It's that they seem to have forgotten how to write endings. Like, WandaVision. Great. Fan-fucking-tastic. Amazing. Yeah. Well, I the mean, end. Loki was a setup for a season two. I mean, Loki was a little bit like weak story-wise, but, like, they, they oh, my knew. God, the end kind of forced it real we- It was really weird in some ways. They already knew that they were going for Kang for, like, phase five and six. I know, but still, like, but still. I know that it's, I know it's a setup. They could have done it better than that. I'm well, sorry. that's, that's a large part of the problem. Like, I want to watch a story. I don't want to watch really a setup like- for the next story. I like the character development that we've gotten from Loki over the years, but like I kind of feel like the show uh, forced it a little too fast in some ways. Like I don't know that I, I, it didn't feel like as much of a natural progression as he's had over the course of like a bunch of movies. Yeah, and as much as I enjoy, I think it's I'm not sure if it's the last episode or the last two episodes of Loki. Um, as much as I enjoy seeing like the alternate versions of Loki, like. Notably, uh, Kid Loki, Loki Dial, and uh, Old Man Loki. Yeah. Like, I, I love seeing that. Um, but, yeah, it's more, it's a bit more fan servicey than it is more satisfying. Yeah. Um, I don't disagree. And, like, that's the thing, is I'm a person that fan service generally works really well on, and I was kind of like, eh, I feel like, uh, like... I felt pandered to, and that's yeah. saying something. <laughs> but it had the I'm Thanos usually copter. Like, you, I'm usually <laughs> just like, yeah, pour that shit on me. I love my my fan service. You're fucking <laughs> servicing me right now, bitch. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, but, but then like, Phase Four also had like Shang Chi, and I, I love Shang Chi. I I do too. I. I, like, I feel that like might that just was be the kung fu fan in me. <laughs> I feel like I had a few more issues with the way that worked in the middle than the end. Um, but generally speaking, I liked that one overall. Uh, but like, uh, I don't know, man. Like some like of, some outside of, the end... of outside of No Way Home, I don't think that any of them were really super impactful, though. Yeah, I um, feel like there's a movie that I'm forgetting in there. I think that Shang Chi is most was more impactful because oh, of Wakanda Forever. How can yeah, I Wakanda sure Forever is fucking like, amazing. Yeah. Honestly, like Wakanda Forever is my favorite thing to come out of Phase Four easily. Oh, for me, it's still No Way Home. Yeah, no, I Wakanda Forever. I think is actually a better movie. I love No Way Home. I am not saying anything bad about No Way Home. I cried like a fucking baby. I ugly cried at that movie. Oh, absolutely. I will agree with you, though. Wakanda Forever is a better film. Yeah. Like, um, no I Way Home that... is super fan servicey, but I have so much fun throughout the entire movie. Oh, my God. Movie. I had so much fun with that. Yeah, I don't disagree, except for the parts where I was ugly crying. Well, yeah, except for the parts where I was ugly crying, which happened, like... Thrice. Twice, I think. <laughs> Maybe three times? Yeah. Uh, fuck. Uh, okay, spoilers ahead. I don't know, skip if you haven't fucking seen it yet, which I, if you haven't, I don't know why not. If you care and you haven't, I don't know why you haven't seen it. Um, May dying and uh, his friend and girlfriend not recognizing him were the two po- points that I like. It was like, Oh, God, more tissues. But, like, uh, what was the other one? 
there was another for, moment. For me, I, I think I, oh, I, I start. Um, when, is it when, uh, like, is, is Doc Ock, maybe? I don't know. Oh, I start tearing up when the other Peters save the MCU Peter from going down the path of vengeance. Yeah, that too. Oh, yeah. And then, like, there are, so many, there are so many moments in that that just make me go, yeah, yeah. Unlike, I mean, on like Multiverse of Madness, which, you know, there, there's definitely one moment where when we saw it in theaters, I was like, oh, fuck. When, um, yeah. when, when Wanda gets rid of Black Bolt's mouth and he yells inside of his mouth and it has nowhere to go and it blows out his fucking brain. It was like, yep. fuck me, man. <laughs> I get it's a yeah. Sam Raimi flick, but like, that's fucking brutal. It was awesome. Plus, I'd never seen it before, and I like it. <laughs> I also, I love that they, like, I love the stunt casting they did. Like, mostly stunt casting on um, the Council of Ricks. The Illuminati, that's what they're called. Yeah. Uh, you know, br- bringing back fucking P-Stews as Xavier and, like, throwing him, like, full X-Men cartoon Xavier. It was like, yeah. yeah. Uh, John Krasinski as, you know, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, fucking uh, bring back Anson Mount to be Black Bolt because he was Blackagar Boltagon in the Inhumans TV show, which is fucking atrocious. But like, oh, he's was a good he? actor. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I'm really glad I didn't watch that because uh, I, I prefer to think of. Anson Mount is like the hair. hot. I was gonna say the hottest Star Trek captain that's ever been. Ooh, I don't know, man. No, I no, I'm dying on that hill. I'm sorry. All right, all right. Anson, like, why? Who are you putting above Anson Mount? Oh, I hadn't really thought about it, but like, it would probably be a three way tie for me between Anson Mount, Avery Brooks, and um, fucking Pistos. <laughs> I will agree that P. Stews has his own kind of sex appeal, but like, I mean, you cannot argue that Anson Mount is, he does too, but like Anson Mount is like, Anson Mount also has that like level of charisma and is extremely pretty to look at. Well, Anson Mount is playing it like a better version of Kirk, I think, where he's actually attractive and charismatic. Well, again, I mean, uh, uh, let's not shit on Bill Shatner, young Bill Shatner here. Bill Shatner was actually a reasonably attractive dude, but like that. Well, well, that's ex- what I'm saying. Like that excessive know, cockiness worked at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And it just doesn't it. Do, it just it ceased to work after a certain point. Like there's a there's a there's a level of like kind of confidence that became more associated with cockiness and misogyny as time went on because society has changed and like i think that shatner was really good at exuding that particular brand of charisma that is just like not viewed in a positive light anymore no i I, i'd absolutely agree with you on that um and i think that kate mulgrew would be higher on that list if I didn't know how poorly she aged. Yeah. Not that I think that she's like, aged terribly, but like, yeah. I don't know. Kate Mulgrew is aged like a older 
uh, Irish woman. Yeah. Bit like of a potato well, face, and I can say that as an Irish more, person. <laughs> more, well, more classic. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, technically Porrick's Irish American too. Nah, Porrick's Irish Irish. Or, or... I mean, he was. He has two passports, and he was he spent it the first six years of his life here. So, oh, yeah, uh, that's also huh. one of those funny things. Yeah, you didn't realize that? No, I didn't realize that. Yeah, uh, the other thing that's funny is that Irish people read him as American, and American people read him as Irish. I could see that. His accent's not quite right for either place. Hmm. He's not like um, David Bradley in uh, Hot Fuzz. Where you need an interpreter to uh, tell what the fuck he's saying? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And I've found that problem more with Scottish people than Irish people. Yeah. Well, isn't Hot Fuzz supposed to be like Welsh? No, I think that they're. Or it's supposed I mean, to be... if they're, if, I would guess the Cotswolds personally. If they're supposed oh, to be in a yeah. picturesque English village, it's probably the Cotswolds. Cotswolds. Like, if you, you know, when you see, like, glossy photos of, like, cute little thatched roof English cottages <laughs> that look perfect and shit, it's the Cotswolds. Just t- just trust me on this one. Which is also a rad area to check out, because they have, like, they have a, they have a safari park. So it's, like, you know, more sort of, like, one of the most humane zoos I've ever been to, but, like... So you'll have, like, rhinos grazing on, like, the lawn in front of, like, a big old English manor. That sounds so rad and weird. It is. Like, seriously, it's genuinely one of the nicest zoos I've ever been to. Like, they have, you know, sort of fenced-in areas, but, like, you know, there's, like, a lemur enclosure, and you can just sort of walk through it, and they're, like do not feed lemurs, do not pet lemurs, they bite. Because sometimes they'll come up to you and be like, you have a shiny thing. Good times. Um, all right, was there anything else Phase 4 that we wanted to talk about while, while we were talking about Phase 4? Because we, like, dug through most of it, I think. Watch yeah, She-Hulk. Think don't don't believe to, like, don't, don't listen to, like, stupid incel men on the internet. Like no, She-Hulk, She-Hulk is legitimately is like, good and fun. She-Hulk is like, uh, what if Fleabag was in the in the MCU and a Hulk? Uh, like, yeah, it, actually, that's a. Great it's actually way to not put that it. far off. Yeah. <laughs> like I, it it has the same you know fourth wall break kind of exposition that Fleabag does, and like execute. I mean, I I, I still I haven't even watched. Um, or orphan black but like i know she's an amazing actor so like i wasn't at all surprised um i don't yeah, know other orphan new black thing we should watch some of the one of these days other new thing to bring up have you uh have you watched both episodes that are out so far of last of us yeah i have <laughs> oh my god uh i so folks i Did have you not watch me play that game at all or no I watched you play some of it. I have not played the game myself. Uh, I have not watched through the entire storyline of the game, but like now I'm really like regretting not playing through that game myself because yeah. like that 
based on the show i'm not gonna it lie feels me, like my just, kind of thing let me just real fast for you my major problem with the game is that it's like i remember it annoying me my first time through and like i tried to start a second time through and it just the movement of your characters is so slow oh. that it becomes tedious for me. Like, it feels very much like you're riding rails. And if I could, like, run faster or, like, skip through bits, it would be more enjoyable to me. Because there's a lot of just, like, trudging along, trudging along, nothing happens, and then there's some exposition, and then you're trudging along trudging along and then action scene happens it's like no let me let me like full speed run through your trudging along bits and get to the, like slow me down at the exposition then i can run right. through until i get to the next bit you, you know yeah so like it was, you want it was a the... great experience the first time playing through but i still wish that you could your character moved faster so you want the movement mechanics to be more akin to something like Fallout? Would you say that Fallout kind of does that better? Or I would say that Fallout you... does that better. Yeah. Because like Fallout, I spend a significant amount of... I mean, especially once like once you discover more places, like Fallout fixes a lot of those problems simply with fast travel, but you definitely run pretty fast too. But like fast this, travel fixes everything. This is a narrative-heavy game. So you are essentially on a rail from the beginning until the end. There is no open world to explore. There are openish okay. areas, but like so less open world than Bioshock or something like that. Um, yeah, less open world than Bioshock. Like you, oh, you, wow. you are on a journey with these characters. Okay, and like I'm guessing that that's what the majority of the first season will do. I'm sort of hoping that if it goes to a second season, it just covers the second game. And they call it at that. But like, I don't know I was, how the second game ends, but. Because I, I, I don't know how the I, I, I never played the game and I don't remember seeing the ending like and I certainly didn't see the story all the way through. I am. Not I was like, yeah, Anna Torv. Woo. And then and I was then, like, oh, yeah. Well, I. All right. So having played the game, I was sort of hoping that given that it was Anna Torv playing that role, that they would have. Slightly alive. changed it up and kept her alive at least a little bit longer. Yeah, uh, but no, like that character in the game dies pretty much at that point. Um, in the game, though, it is the military that kills her. It's not uh, the clickers, right? But I, I think that it was the right choice because you want to have you want to have Firma or whatever the fuck it's called as like oh yeah your your background underlying villain like your primary villain in this should be the clickers like they are more visually exciting than a bunch of you know jackboots. That reminds me, uh, so. But yeah, the first two episodes, fantastic. I forgot, like, I, I forgot to look at this it, earlier. Large parts of it, like, lifted straight, word for word, out of the game. Nice. Like, really great attention to detail so far. Um, So, somebody posted, I, I saw this earlier, but I still haven't read the comments. Uh, Somebody posted on the Boston subreddit, 
The Last of Us TV show is currently airing and it takes place in Boston. Is this really the Boston skyline? And it's like, no. <laughs> I, I, I know. So I was saying that while I was watching it is the fact that like parts of it are the Boston skyline. But the problem, the major problem I have with it is that most of those Boston skyline parts are coming from like parts of the bay that like you'd have to be on a boat to like see it from that vantage point. Yeah, I mean, I and was sort like, of. There's uh, no bridges there, man. Like we have a lot of bridges over water. That's not that's not an area that has it. Yeah, it's not. Um, it looks like it's like some of those shots are from out in the bay and then just CG bullshit. The uh, you know the museum that they go into. I know what it's supposed to be, but it's not that. Oh, the one at. Uh, fucking yeah uh, it, quincy market yeah well it's supposed to be like old north church old north church and like that's definitely not no that's definitely supposed to be the quincy market one so like you oh. know how when you're at when you're quincy. facing quincy market there's that little old building in the front and then you have the three buildings in the back yeah so in the beginning of that part they're supposed to be in that like how it kind of curves around at the back but like it, so the, still... the two now the two side ones now connect with a thing but so they're supposed to be on the upper level of that but it still isn't right yeah it, it, it's and then they're wrong. supposed to be in <laughs> that front building which they get the exterior kind of right but that they're like oh we connect to like some other part of it through the top floor of this that doesn't connect to anything that's really far away from the other buildings and then i was like wait that like they they showed that, but then they also had that like right next to another building, and it's like that's not how that's yeah. set up. I mean that like that's it sort was of all taking like, me out of it. I I, I can't wait for them to yeah. get out of Boston because they're they're going to get out of Boston. It's, it's you know kill, they're getting it's, out of Boston, but like but like it's killing me. Yeah, like I know I know like I would almost prefer that they didn't have any actual boston exterior shots than that they have boston exterior shots that are wrong yes like like i, I said I honestly... there is, there's at least one skyline shot that's like i've seen that skyline shot and it's from a like a like a cruise around like a booze cruise around the bay mm-hmm like there's no fucking there's not even there's not there aren't even islands would that get that view no and there's no there's nothing that would necessitate a bridge so why like no artistically it was a weird choice it's like man you could have picked so many other ways to be like look we're going to incorporate the actual boston skyline dude do it from the charles or something for fuck's sake yeah like how hard would that do it (laughs) yeah but no, you pick it from like, or like, do it from East Boston. You can still see that skyline from East Boston, but it's at a different angle. Do it from Cambridge. Do it from one of, yeah, well, Cambridge would be Charles again, but like, you could do it from one of the harbor islands that actually exist. Like, sure. I don't know why you'd go to one of the harbor islands if we're in a post apocalyptic scenario. Oh, I mean. I would imagine it would unless be unless you're hard stealing shit out of containers. Well, I would imagine it would be hard for them to cross water in general. Mm-hmm. 
and, and like then you just hang out on like fucking what is it block island castle island castle island castle block island. islands rhode island okay so there's castle a bunch island. of harbor islands yeah i know there's a bunch but like there's one that has a fort <laughs> yeah i think it's castle island there's one of them that has like a boy fun fact about boston there's one that has a boy scout camp on it and it is privately owned land up to a certain point from the shore but at low tide you can just straight up walk across to it it's just that you're not allowed to go within a certain number it's like 10 feet from shore or something like that so as long as you like walk up to it and you're like look there's an island and then turn around you haven't done anything illegal i mean when has doing something illegal gotten in my way yeah because i want to go hang out at a boy scout camp for fun well if it's the off season why not i mean i'll feel like godzilla It depends. I mean, if you hit they it at the like beginning tiny of tiny little like one boy tents all set up, then I can just gotta like, hit it rah! at the beginning of low tide. <laughs> hit it at the beginning of low tide. Go fuck around for like an hour and then come back. I guess. Yeah, that would work. Allegedly, Allegedly. parody of Minecraft. Oh, all right, man. Oh, hey, you wanted to give a review of a thing that I haven't seen, huh? Oh yeah, I can talk about that. Um. I watched the oh god I don't remember what year it came out. You can look that 2022. up. Twenty twenty two. Is it okay? It's yeah. that recent. Yeah. Um, I watched the movie Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Um, it is a it's a horror movie. First off, mm-hmm. about a bunch of mostly a bunch of spoiled rich kids mm-hmm. like either actual upper class or upper middle class like the basically the upper middle class kids consider themselves the poor kids in this group um and a random russian we're supposed to assume girl that has been dating one of the group pete davidson no oh she's dating one of the girls oh which is awesome nice thank thank you thank you show for doing a cool thing yeah representation Um, matters Why did your so, laptop just move? That was weird. Oh, because I shifted it because the kitty's on the side now. Oh, okay. I figured you might want kitty because yes. he's more interesting than me. Um, so, you know, bunch of rich kids. Like, you're... Isn't it One Sometimes... Night the Werewolf? Kind of. Um, so, basically, you know, it's a bunch of dumb rich kid shit. And then... They start playing a game that's like, you know, somebody like, you know, yeah, it's One Night the Werewolf. So it's like somebody in there is like a victim and like other and somebody is a killer and then everybody else is like neutral, basically. Mm-hmm. So you get distributed just like cards or a number or some shit. Uh, much more. So it's a more informal version of One Night the Werewolf. So. Basically, you know, if you're the person who's supposed to be dead, like once the lights come back on, you're supposed to be on the floor playing dead. And uh, one of the girls brings her like much older dude that she met on like Tinder or something um, who's like, it's like you you should all be much more creeped out about this guy who's like clearly in his like 40s who's dating a girl who's, like, in her 20s, I'm assuming. 
Um, but you know, they're dumb fucking kids, so they don't know. Pete Davidson. <laughs> no, actually, Pete Davidson looked really young in this. Like, okay. I don't know how they made. I'm like, oh, maybe he just like. I don't know the the darks. He just has nat- those natural dark circles. So maybe I just like have always seen him as kind of older than he is. But um, so basically, you know, older dude is, you know, like the first quote unquote victim, and like you know everybody's like, oh yeah, it's probably this person. It's probably this person. Whatever. And then um, stuff gets weird, and uh, one of the group actually dies and that starts a chain of events that you will just have to watch for yourself but um i will say that this is a slightly more uh zoomer focused sort of horror movie but even as an elder millennial i really enjoyed this like it kind of it goes some places that i didn't expect it has some really interesting shot choices it does some really interesting stuff with like a little bit of misdirection um and it is just generally really fun to watch people hang out in like a manor house that you could only hope to have friends that own one yeah like the whole thing is basically filmed in like it, it's supposed to be in the middle of a hurricane in in like a legit mansion. Oh, so which means they probably just legit rented a mansion as the film set and, and filmed it, the entire thing there. Yes. Yeah. It, so Absolutely. it's all it like I'm guessing most of it is interiors. Then most of its interiors, I bet all the exteriors are there as well. Oh, pretty right. much all the exteriors. Yeah, uh, there's probably well, maybe there's some not. driving ones. Okay, so yeah, more uh, the, or less there that. A couple of studio it, things, but it's, no, it's pretty. It's pretty no, sandboxy. It, it sounds cool. Uh, it's something that hit my radar, you know, when it came out. But like, I'm not gonna fucking spend money on things. So I mean, there's always the other way of getting stuff. Allegedly. Allegedly. We don't talk about that on the shows. Parody in that... Minecraft. Parody in Minecraft. That's actionable. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. I don't know. We've been going for like an hour and 20. Do we want to uh, call it now? Yeah. That works. Yeah. All right. Well, then. We've been. See it or screw it. Uh, you Other can. One. Oh. We've been New England Beer Reviews. You can check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, you can give us money on Patreon at patreon.com backslash N-E-B-R. That's the initials of our show, New England Beer Reviews, N-E-B-R. Um, we have another, we have another podcast. podcast that TJ already named. It's called Theater Screw It. We talk about movies with people that are also not us. I mean, we're on every episode so far, but like we have other people and one of them is cooler than we are. Yay, Liam. Liam Anderson from other things. Wow. Are you trying to say that Dan is less cool than us or equally as cool? No, equally as cool. Liam is objectively cooler than we are. Come on. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, All right. Cool, cool, cool. Final word. Uh, 
Last of Us give us like just uh, all I'm asking for is one shot of Boston that like actually is from the correct perspective. Just one. They, I mean, they can't do anything about it now, but just one would have been nice. Ideally, we should get a shot of Boston from behind them as they're going down Route 90. Or, or Interstate 90. Or whatever. Because they should be heading west. Yeah, so the pike or two. Yeah. Would be either. But yeah. I know that the episode is already finished and there's nothing you can do about it, but damn it, man. Do it. <laughs> All Show right. Me potato salad. <laughs> I still love that episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, thank you, our 12 to 18 listeners. We appreciate you. We deeply appreciate you. Bye. Bye.